Welcome to this week's CDTV. I am way too excited about this broadcast, about this show. Uh, I am just fired up. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm glad you're here with us. I'm glad you're watching. This is going to be powerful. I felt something really stirring in my spirit. I had the most incredible phone call with a dear friend of mine on Tuesday night. We were, What was supposed to be a 15, 20 minute call turned into two hours of just Holy Ghost filled, sharing revelation from the depths of the Father's heart. And it is alive and in my spirit to bring to you. I am so fired up by what we're about to share. And I, I promise you, I am really not going to keep you long because I want to do a couple of different teachings on this as the Holy Spirit really expounds this in my spirit, in my understanding. Enough. Do you get to it? Okay, those of you that have the Bibles, open it to the 11th chapter of the book of Romans. We're going to read very, very quickly from one verse, verse 25, and I'm reading the King James translation, which is unusual for me, that says this, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. Now, that's the first half of the scripture. I'm going to stop right there, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. What is the mystery? Well, it's not, as I used to proclaim in the Anglican church when I was an Anglican, the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again in glory. That's what we call the mystery of faith. The Greek word there is mysterion, the mysterion, the mysteries as we, that we get in English. What are the mysteries? Well, according to, to an understanding of mysterion, the Greek word, mystery is the secrets revealed only to those who have been initiated. Let me say that again, the mysterion. The mysterion of Christ, the mysterion of the kingdom, the mysterion of the Father is secrets only revealed to those who have been initiated, okay? Initiated, that's brought into, gone through the rites of passage, into the organization, the body, the family, the church, whatever you want to call it, into the kingdom. You and I are now in the kingdom because we have been initiated through the blood of Christ, through the work of redemption, through the act of salvation, and receiving the gift of salvation, we enter into this covenant relationship, not as outsiders, as Gentiles separated from God, but as those now grafted into Christ. Grafted into, when you take a skin graft, in a medical procedure, when you take skin from one part of the body and you place it on another part of the body, the purpose of the graft is that as the skin and the flesh knit together, as they bond together, they come together as one body. And the skin blends seamlessly with the area that it's grafted over. Why, why am I telling you that? Because in us coming into this is an important key, you need to get this, into, in Christ. We are grafted into Christ, we are grafted into the family of the kingdom, and we become one with the kingdom, at work in us, with us, through us, and for us. So they're, 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 for somebody that is truly in Christ, there is no distinction between you and Christ, Christ and you. The two become one. The Hebrew word there is yada, to know, to become intimate, akin to, for us as, uh, in, in understanding, intimate as in sexual intimacy, the highest level of intimacy known between, uh, between a man and a woman. So we become so intertwined 
that if Christ were the flesh of the body, we become the skin and the two are inseparable. To remove the skin from the flesh would involve a, an incredible procedure, medically speaking, or would be incredibly painful to separate between the, the two. Why am I telling you that? To, to profess Christ as Lord and Savior does not fully mean that you are in Christ. It means that you have a knowledge of Christ. But through intimacy, through understanding, through the initiation, the mysterion, we become in Christ. What does that mean? Jesus said this, I and the Father are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Here's a thought for you. Moses says in, Jude, uh, in Exodus 32, I think it's verse 18, when God is talking to him, Moses says, show me your glory. Yet we know that no man can look on the Father and live. Yet Christ says, several thousand years later, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. How does that work? Because you, as a human being, you as an entity, are not looking on the Father as you. You're not looking at the Father through your eyes. Because in Christ, being in Christ, you will see the fullness of his glory and you will live. Because you're not you anymore. You are, when we become one in him, we are grafted in Christ. Get this, I'm trying to show you, there is a mystery, mysterion to being in Christ, that just simply having a knowledge of Christ, we do not get. What is, what, uh, there are so many different elements to that mystery, but I want to look at one specific element that you, my brothers, my sisters, my family in the faith, need to get. Are you ready for it? You have got to make a paradigm shift to understand what I'm teaching you because your, your, your traditional intellect of church mentality is not going to carry you to the place that I'm trying to get you in Christ. John 16, 23 and 24, right? Incredible passage of scripture, just about every single one of us knows it. This is what it says. And in that day, I'm, I'm King James, ready? And in that day you will ask me for nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, that your joy may be full. That's what the, the, the King James English says it in the, in the New King James that I've just read from. Ask in my name. When you read the Aramaic scriptures, when you read the Aramaic text of John 16, the Gospel of John, you get a different understanding. Because he, Christ says to ask from inside my name. Hang on. That's not to ask in his name, but to ask inside his name. What's he trying to get us to understand? You and I, when we ask from inside his name, are not asking from the position of, I pray all of these things like we do, in the name of Jesus, we pray. When we pray from inside his name, you are praying from the finished position. Let me say that again. When you pray from inside his name, you are praying from the finished position. You are praying from the position of one standing in the throne room. So I'm not praying as an, as an onlooker 
looking to the thing I'm believing for, looking to the thing that I, I'm, I'm trying to see accomplished through prayer, standing in faith for, because we have made our declaration of I'm standing in faith, I'm believing in faith, I'm praying in faith. We're not praying in faith. We're not believing in faith. We're not standing in faith. I'll tell you what we're doing is we're praying in hope. We are standing in hope. We are believing in hope. Hope, H-O-P-E. We've come to such a position as believers that our faith is nothing more than a hope. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. What we, we teach, oh, I'm believing by faith. I'm, I'm believing in faith. I'm praying in faith. No, you're hoping. Because faith, according to the scripture, faith is the substance of the thing that you are hoping for. It is not you standing in, in, in faith, in hope, waiting for it to happen. We have got to get to the place where we take back what is ours in the kingdom, where we take our rightful place in Christ in the kingdom, and you play, pr pray, you believe, you exercise your faith from the finished place. So not a position of hope, but from one, from, from the position of one who has already received that which I have professed to be in faith for. We have got to be looking at the thing. Let's say you're believing for, I don't know, new car, new house, whatever it is. You have to approach the belief system in the, in the full understanding of the mystery of Christ. What is the mystery of Christ? Being in him, standing in the position of the finished work having been accomplished. What God is showing me as, as this season unravels, as, the, as the, the scriptures come alive to me over the, the times that I study and, and, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to me is, we have taken a place, us as believers, you, me, all of us, we have taken a place where we have accepted hope as the measure of faith, not faith exercised as the completed work that we are hoping for, believing for, trusting God for, is finished and we are simply awaiting the manifestation of the thing we have already seen accomplished in the Spirit. Yes, that's where we're going. We are hoping, believing, whatever you want to call it, by faith, but we are not standing in the position of faith from inside Christ. We're praying as an onlooker. We're believing as an onlooker. We are exercising our kingdom authority as we make the professions, but we're doing it not from somebody that is looking at the, let's say it's a healing you're believing for. You're, you're praying for somebody to, to we're praying in hope, whereas to pray in faith, to pray in Christ from inside my name, as the scripture says, uh, as the Aramaic translation says, we're not, when we pray from that, we are simply professing the finished work already completed. 
What we're doing is we are commanding the manifestation of a completed thing. We have got so sidetracked. We are, we are, we are so far from where God wants us to be that when we're praying in faith, all we're doing is hoping in expectation. We hope in expectation. To pray in faith, to pray in Christ, to, to speak from that level is to pray from an understanding that the thing that you are seeking God for, that the thing that you are praying for, believing for, has already been accomplished and we are simply seeking, awaiting the manifestation of what has happened already. If I, if I could put it another way, you have to see it completed in the spirit so that we can see it manifest in the natural. In God, in Christ, all things are complete. Which means that if you're believing for healing for you, a family member, in Christ, that healing is already accomplished, is complete. So we must exercise our kingdom authority, our divine authority, as one grafted into Christ and standing in the position of praying from the throne room out instead of one approaching the throne room seeking grace, seeking mercy. We have to transition from living in God's grace, living in His mercy, to living in His favor. We're too focused on on mercy. We accept the mercy of Christ and call it favor. But mercy and favor are hugely different. And we have to get to an understanding that there is a mystery, a mysterion, a secret revealed only to those initiated that are in Christ Jesus. Now notice the scripture is very clear. It doesn't say in Jesus Christ. You're not in the human. In Christ, in the anointing, in the word, in the, in the, in the Redeemer, the, the Savior, all of the things that Christ is to us, we must be in that. We have to be in Christ. Not simply the profession of faith, but transition so far into Him that we become Christ-like in our daily walk, in our daily life. And that's the pursuit of our daily life, to become Christ-like that we become in Him. That when we pray in His name, we pray from inside His name, not outside. That when we pray, that, that when we believe in Christ, we see things from a completed perspective, not from the perspective of hope. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of vision. And where there's no vision, there's no hope. So we are perishing as believers because we are not getting the full vision of who Christ is. You know, most people that get saved, get saved on the based, are based on the revelation of who Christ is to somebody else. And hopefully they grow in their discipleship, they mature in their faith, that they get a revelation of who He is to them as well. That would be my simplest way of, exp of, of, of expressing it. You can be in the church and not be in Christ but you cannot be in Christ and not be in the church. Are, do you get me? Are you seeing what I'm trying to get you to understand? 
your faith system must be activated from the place of completion, not the place of expectation. Not, I shouldn't say expectation, hope. We have to start shifting, making the paradigm shift so that we understand my faith is in Christ. My faith is not in the thing I'm believing for, not in the thing I'm praying for, not in the thing I'm asking for. That whatsoever you ask, the scripture in Aramaic says, from inside my name, not in my name. I can pray now and say all of my prayer and at the end of it say, I pray this in the name of Kyrene Dewar. That's me. I pray this in the name of John Smith, or of John Doe, whoever it is. But that's praying in the name of. That is not praying from inside the name. What is praying from inside the name? It's praying from the completed perspective. It's praying from the understanding that all I have just said is already done. And I must stay in the name, in faith, so that the manifestation can come. But what do we do? Because we pray from an onlooker's perspective and we don't see the results within, I don't know, 24 hours, 72 hours, you know, 168 hours, one week. When we get to that, when we don't start to see it because we're not praying from inside the name, we're not praying from being in Christ, in the completed, uh, in the finished work. When we pray from an onlooker's perspective, when it doesn't happen in the time scale that we think it should happen, we become disheartened or worse, we begin to doubt. And doubt will take you out of the name quicker than you could blink.